0: Listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy, the number 1 Australian weekly trucking podcast, Made for Aussie Truckies by Aussie Truckies. On the Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. Mike, it's Sunday evening and we're getting our heads together to record a breaking news special episode to share the information available at this point in advance of the Truckee's protest action in Queensland planned for Monday, that's tomorrow. That's right. You've recorded a couple of special pieces with Tony Fulton and the legendary Barry Grimson to talk about this and we'll play those two interviews shortly. In the meantime, by way of introduction, Big Riggs has released a pre-emptive news piece written by James Graham regarding tomorrow's protest. What did James have to say, mate?
1: Well, James has basically got all the details from Tony that are available about what's going on, what it's all about. The exact time and location really haven't been revealed and they won't be revealed until 5 a.m. Monday. Tony said there's a lot of backing from a number of politicians on One Nation Senators, Pauline Hanson and Malcolm Roberts are going to be there. There's also a coordinated protest going on in Canberra with political supporters, including United Australia Party MP Craig Kelly, who will take the protesters' message to Parliament that same morning. Fulton's planning for the gathering on Monday to have a bit of an impact now. A lot of guys are going to brass him up and say, mate, this is not about trucking, it's about other stuff. And it is, and I think Tony's going to cop a little bit of flack for that. But the reality of it is this is about protecting Australians' freedom of choice and the prevention of the corporate cram-down that's happening now with people being forced to have jabs. So it's not about owner-drivers, it's about the guys that don't want the vaccination and they want to have the freedom of choice not to have it. And there are a number of companies now who are saying that if you don't have it, then you've got no job. So that's one part of it. So this protest is going to attract people from all walks of life, I've been told. Not just truck drivers, just that Tony happens to be a truck driver and this happens to be the way he wants to make his protest. He says quite clearly in the article that he's prepared for some pushback from the police and expects that they're just going to be doing their job, but we're fighting for our freedom of choice here. I know Tony personally, you've spoken to him as well. He's a man of principle, he's a friend, someone I respect and trust. His heart's in the right place, uh, whether you agree with what he's doing, why he's doing it. He's got support from barristers, he's got support from Beef It Up, he's got other rally groups, and he's said if there's 50,000 people there, that won't surprise him. Tony does have a higher profile, and there are a lot of people that like him, and they come from all walks of life, so I won't be surprised to see a large number there. And the fact that there's going to be a couple of politicians there as well who are supporting the cause. This is something that's striking home for all of us. Melbourne's gone through 200 days plus of lockdown now. It's happening in Sydney. You know, we've all fallen foul of it at one point in time. Australia's hardly over it, I think. And the reality of it is, is that we need to take some steps. Tony is a man who's not afraid to walk the walk. And whether you like that or not, you've got to respect it. It's not 1979 and the rules are changed, but the men and and women who are prepared to stand up for what they believe in, their hearts are the same and I'd be standing side-by-side side with Tony if I was over on the East Coast. Let's just keep our eyes on what's going on. Tony's expressed belief is that he wants us to be peaceful. He doesn't want there to be any problems. He doesn't want there to be any aggravation or silly behaviour, and he pleads that to be the case, and
0: I'd just like to add my support to that idea as well. Well, let's hear from Tony first, and then your conversation with Barry Grimson.
2: G'day,
1: Tony. How you going, mate?
2: Yeah, not too bad, mate. How's yourself? I'm all right. I'm
1: on the other side of the country, mate, instead of standing there with you.
2: You must be spewing, eh? Hey, because this is your bread and butter, to be honest, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I've had a talk with a few people over the last few days, and a fella that i good friends with said, it's a good job you're not over here, mate, because if you weren't punching people in the throat physically, you'd be doing it verbally. Yeah. So my opinion is on the record about a lot of this stuff, and has been for a long time. Yeah, for sure. But you've decided you're going to walk the walk, mate. And I honestly didn't think anyone was going to be ballsy enough to do it. You've surprised me because I was only on Twitter the other day talking to Alexandra Marshall at Rebel News. and I didn't think anything had happened. I didn't think anyone would do it.
2: No, and, and I didn't either. And I wasn't part of it and I didn't support it really at, at all to begin with, especially with that Tuesday rally. You know, as I sort of dug through the archives of where it all came from, there was absolutely no credibility whatsoever yep. about who was behind it. I didn't know any of the people, yep. and the only people that I did come across looked very erratic. People have probably got to say that of me now. Yep. I have no idea because obviously we're doing this the day before we do the rally, yep. but it actually came to a head. My good friend Brock that I subcontract with at the same company had been talking about it. You know, We weren't really going to do any action, and then I suppose there's always that thing that starts the war, You know, mm. and, and it's always something little. And what actually happened was Brock was over in Norseman for the people playing at home, you know, a bit out of Perth and he woke up in the morning, walked in, bought a coffee and came back out and there was two police officers standing at his truck and they said, you know, why aren't you wearing a mask? And he goes, I'm drinking a coffee. And they said, we watched you from the roadhouse to here and you didn't have one sip of that coffee. Where's your mask? And he said, it's around my wrist. And they went, yeah, well, you have to be wearing a mask. And he goes, well, how am I meant to drink coffee? You're not drinking the coffee. And, end result, got a $1,000 fine for it. Yep. So Brock actually went to the TikTok, which is a pretty big platform for a lot of people these days. Yeah. And I think it was something he, he told the story and, and said that he'd had enough. He had about seven or eight million views in, in a couple of hours. It yeah. got shared around and got taken off TikTok. And that's where a few people sort of came together and went, no, enough's enough. And I'm not sure who made contact with who. Next thing, Pauline Hanson and Malcolm Roberts were pretty keen to support the truckies. So that's sort of where the movement really begun, to be honest. Mm. We're all doing it for the right reasons. And as the week progressed, it really, really came to light that the timing was actually impeccable, we believe. Because as of Friday, which is two days ago, yep. we actually got our marching orders from our employer because we refused to get vaccinated. I've had a pretty hard stance just to myself. Yeah. Don't go public with this sort of stuff. On my own Facebook page, I told people that we're not going to talk COVID or anything like that on my page because I like to keep things positive. But it finally came to affect me that a new rule or regulation or a lockdown or, or whatever it is ends up affecting their life for whatever reason it is my personal belief I do a lot of research with everything and and that's the same as on my page before I actually go public with my thoughts predominantly about anything about the transport industry I nut it out I try to come up with a a solution or an answer or an alternative but to be in the scenario that on that Friday we had a couple of emails from a couple of companies that we do work for that told us unless you're vaccinated you're not allowed on site not allowed to load or unload so although I smooth things out with my employer because he's a very good mate of mine, been mates for 15 years. We worked that one out and he's massively supporting us now. What I worked out is his hand was being forced by other people forcing him, which in, in turn goes to us. And that's what the big problem with all this is being forced just to do a job, whether you believe in it or not. And as I say, I've done a lot of research into it. And the people out there are going to say the Tim Fall hat, you know, oh, you know, just misinformation. The stuff really isn't that hard to find from the most credible scientists and doctors in the world from overseas, even the people that were part of making the drug, specifically the vaccines. Yeah. In my view, I don't believe it's safe, and I'm not anti-vax or anything like that, yeah. but the thing scares the living hell out of me. Yeah, and
1: that's not an unreasonable position to take.
2: There's a lot of stuff out there that's saying that, that it is unsafe, so I need more time to make that decision. We truck drivers, and here from across the board now, from the eastern seaboard over to WA, I believe you're actually locked up at the moment for one case in Norseman as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've just been let off the chain, actually, but yeah, that's what happened. Yep, yep.
2: You know, I've spoken to, to companies down in, in Melbourne, New South Wales, and every everything that they've been given the orders of, you know, your drivers have to be vaccinated by, you know, all various dates, and yeah. it's got a lot of people worried, and, and truck drivers, we're... Pretty strong people once we're, you know, got our feet on the ground. And uh, you can't quote me on this, but I would have thought that, you know, our industry is probably the lowest vaccinated industry in Australia. Hmm. To go and force people to do something where they actually don't believe that they need it.
1: I suppose when you think about it, we've been running up and down doing the freight task for the last 18 months, and I've yet to see a confirmed outbreak.
2: No that's it and and i mean as truck drivers we've already been doing what these lockdowns are for years yeah. you know we self-isolate in a truck <laughs> for the majority of our life
1: we're expert at social distancing long distance drivers man.
2: exactly and you know we, we have adapted and done the right thing like yeah. underneath my seat is hand wash and that type of stuff yeah you know i've got bacterial wipes and all, all that stuff you know doing in quotation marks the right thing but yeah. I'm happy to do those things. And and to be honest, it's probably made me better and be more aware of of just hygiene in general, to be honest. But to get to a point where someone says you have to do this, otherwise you can't work, then we have a problem.
1: Well, the corporate cram down is real. There's nothing tinfoil hat about that. You've only got to look around and see. SPC have said they're doing it. FBT have said they're doing it. There are a heap of people. Okay. Fortescue Metals Group have said they're doing it. Twiggy Forest has said, if you're not vaccinated, you're not welcome at FMG. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? So there's nothing tinfoil hat about saying that this is what the corporates are doing. Now, The government can't force us to have vaccinations. But unfortunately, I think that there are a lot of people, unlike me, for me, if I sold my house in Sydney, I'd have change. Yeah. And I own everything else. I've got choices. But there are other people in this industry and other people in other walks of life who don't have choices. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the single mum in Burwood that's working at the bloody fish and chip shop to try and make ends meet doesn't have a lot of choices.
2: No, exactly correct. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I sort of look at what you're doing and, uh, you know, like I, I wish that if we were going to stop trucks and have a bit of a protest that there was something in it for trucking, you know, <laughs> change the logbook system or something.
2: <laughs> there definitely is because, you know, we all see the signs on the back of the trucks, you know, without trucks, Australia stops. But Powerful words. Tell you what, without consumers, mm-hmm. the trucks don't move either. Yeah. And if all these businesses don't ever open up again, Yeah. Where does that actually leave us? And, you know, th- these things are bloody expensive to run. And if they're off the road for two weeks, you're pretty close to that's being it. Yeah. You know, the margins aren't that great and the repayments and, and all that type of stuff and fuel are, are huge. That yeah. We're only working on like a one or two week window. And I yeah. can guarantee if the building sector is, is shut down for months on end, you know, especially our line of work, who the hell's going to buy excavators? Who's getting bobcats and that type of stuff? Yeah, and, yeah. and who's locally moving them around and then trying to get the freight? And then everyone just ends up trying to survive and drive down the prices just to keep any work. Mm. And then the end result ends up the same anyway, which is everyone ends up bust. It just takes longer. You're just boiling a frog slowly, I suppose.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Well, I remember when I owned my trucks, mate, I yeah, sometimes wondered why I had so much stress just to buy a job basically
2: yeah exactly right
1: yeah you know, i had hundreds of thousands of dollars outstanding when i had my five and the fuel company didn't wait the mechanic didn't wait the tire company didn't wait
2: yeah exactly right
1: and i actually paid gst on some job before i ever got paid for It was terrible yeah so i you know i understand your pain i understand what you're going through
2: well the thing is i haven't actually gone through it yet mm-hmm. but i've worked it out in, in my head and, and so have a lot of other drivers that yeah it's about to happen so you make a stand before you're down and out yeah And that's what we're going to do tomorrow is sort of get that message across that, yes, if you want to be vaccinated, be vaccinated. That's fine. I couldn't care less. If you don't, you don't. But they say statistically or the doctors say that everyone still can catch it. So whether you've had the vaccine or not, if I'm standing side by side with someone, and we can both catch COVID and and spread it. So basically here we're just both taking a risk but it's a different risk
1: yeah well there's a hell of a lot of things around that you can catch by close proximity COVID's only one of them
2: no exactly right you know but discriminate against someone that thinks one way or another that that's what I've got a problem with and I'm I'm not going to roll over and do something to peer pressure or for whatever reason
1: yeah I wish I was standing there with you mate I really do
2: yeah it'd be handy I I wouldn't mind some muscle mate (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just a little fella with a dog. That's right. So,
1: <laughs> so um, tomorrow's the big day. Yep. Obviously, we're talking to you now beforehand, and I'm going to be having a bit of a chat with Barry Grimson later on. He was the one of the guys that kicked off Razorback. Yep. I'm going to find out what he was thinking beforehand, because I've had a chat with him about it before. I've got a feeling I know what he's going to tell me.
2: Yeah, right. Ask him how much he was pacing up and down the side of his trailer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you told me that there was a groove there by the toolbox, mate. I... <laughs> the rules were very different then to what they are now and obviously it's not 1979 anymore.
2: Oh, it's not, but I mean, it's the same scenario. They're left with no choice. Mm. There's been plenty of protest rallies and that sort of stuff and changes there. People yeah. have tried to go to government, get petitions done and everything like that. Yeah. It's sort of just do whatever they want yeah. and... You could go down the rabbit warren as far as you want and come up with theories or conspiracy theories or whatever you want, but, I mean, to me, it's just blatant obvious that they're forcing people to do something to run a narrative that I don't agree with.
1: We're looking at what's going on, and obviously I'm not going to ask you right now where it's going to be because when this goes out, it'll be after the fact, so... The reality of it is is that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where you're going to be. I'd ask you your thoughts now, though. I mean, what sort of a turnout are you expecting tomorrow, mate?
2: It's hard to gauge, mate. I mean, we only really publicly posted it a few hours ago, mm-hmm. but the response has been absolutely overwhelming. Yep. You know, Brock's the same and, and other people that are involved also. And it's not just about us, and it's not just us that's involved here. Yeah. Like, it's an Australian thing with a lot of people joining together yeah. to have one voice. And if the trucks are a significant point, then I'm all about that. But there's been hundreds of thousands of people that have already voiced their concerns and protests around the country in various ways. It's just our turn. Yeah. So I firmly believe that, you know, the the more and more that this happens, and I and I think it will, this won't be the last. I believe there's one down on the Gold Coast today and, and another one on Tuesday as well. And yeah. so I don't know, mate. I don't know where it ends. Yeah. But more and more people come together. My mother, you know, mothers are, are very concerned people. And yeah. speaking to me going, you know, I, I don't know about what's going on in these people. And I've heard this, heard that. Yeah. And I said, mum, this is what I believe in. Yeah. You don't have to agree with it or not, but this is what I'm doing and it'll be a difference in my life one way or another. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she came around, she said, I'm proud of you and I wish you all the best. You know, mum's had one jab and a lot of my family comes from sort of school teacher background. Mm -hmm. Pretty obvious what they've done. But, yeah, like even speaking to mum last night, like we sort of had a a good chat and she goes, well, what is this stuff that you you find on the dark web? I'm like, mum, it's not on the dark web, yeah. It is right there on you know, LinkedIn with the professors and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's not hidden conspiracy stuff. And I sent her just one video of a, you can't quote me on, on the type of scientists they are, but he was standing there with a seminar and he, he was just pointing out the difference between what healthy blood cells look like compared to people that have had COVID. Yeah. And you know, it was a 15-minute video, I think. And mum actually rang me and said, I've cancelled my second jab. Yeah. She goes, how do I find more of this stuff? I went, mum? you just got to find it yourself. Just start looking. Yeah. I think as more and more that sort of happens, and I, I hate to think, like, mum was sort of scared there. She goes, well, I've had this jab. Yeah. That doesn't look right. And if scientists can't yeah. agree on things, then what hope have we got?
1: That's right, yeah. yeah. And that's why I don't think that your position is wrong. I don't think that it's wrong to say, well, oh, let's wait and see what's going on, make a better decision.
2: No, exactly right. Or roll over and, and just go, right, give me the jab, and potentially get sick. Like there's there's a lot of stuff out there that people are getting quite crooked. and and it's public knowledge, but it, it just doesn't get put through the mainstream media, or it's sort of they tarnish it. But there's enough there to scare the living hell out of you about it. And I'll be honest, like I'm more scared of the vaccine than the virus itself.
1: Yeah. Well, you're not on your Pat Malone there, mate. I mean, our mate Yogi's the same. He said as much yesterday.
2: Yeah, for sure. I saw that. Yeah. No, good on him, standing up.
1: Well, I'm the same. My cardiologist has told me that I shouldn't have it um, simply because I've got a couple of stents in the heart and the last thing I need is a blood clot.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And I know drivers too. And Brock in particular, he's got some heart problems and that, those types of things. And, and his doctor said, mm. I recommend that you don't get the vaccine, but he also couldn't get an exemption either yeah. because it's got to go. But we're diving down the, the rabbit hole of political stuff there. Oh, but of course,
1: yeah. We could talk till we're blue in the face. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've had a big think about what's going on. This is really designed to be a protest, not a blockade, isn't it?
2: Exactly right. Yeah. We have no idea how many people are going to turn up, but yeah. there's people that are part of it from all walks of life. Yeah. You know, already freedom fighters, you know, there's nurses, there's actually police officers that are supporting it. Yeah. We could turn up and look like absolute fools tomorrow. We have no idea.
1: Yeah.
2: Or 50,000 people could turn up. We just don't know.
1: Has it crossed your mind you might end up in jail tomorrow night, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm willing for that because I'm standing up for what I believe in this. I think this is the only way to go about I'll go down kicking if I end up in jail you know if they end up bulldozing the truck then I'm prepared for that because I think six months down the track the way we're going I'm not going to have a business anyway Yeah, I'll be left with nothing then so it's a hell of a position to be in well that's it like uh, I don't want to spend six months and then eventually end up done yeah rather try and make the difference now while i can and, and not just for me for the australian businesses out there and, and you don't hear much about the people down in melbourne that have these clothing shops or mm. you know cafes and that sort of stuff that are just going bankrupt left right and center it doesn't come up and i've been a little bit naive to that or mm. not uh, oblivious but you know you sort of well, it doesn't affect you
1: directly mate you're busy living exactly. your life and and they're busy living theirs and
2: and until something does affect you, that's when you, your ears start to prick up. And this is what's going to happen more and more. I, I think that you know, as industries start to shut down, shut down, and the economy's basically stuffed, mm. more and more people are going to rise because every man has their breaking point. Yeah,
1: you're right, 100%. Mate, thanks for taking some time to talk with me before the event. I'd like to say to you, honestly, mate, I wish I was there with you because I would be standing beside you.
2: Oh, I know damn well you would, mate,
1: yeah. There's some things about the way it's all going that I probably would have liked to have seen done a bit differently, but that's the way it is. I think that um, people throw these words around, but I think you're an Aussie patriot. I think what you're doing is coming from the right place. I hope we can have a chat tomorrow night and you can tell me that you're happy with the way it all went.
2: Yeah, yeah, so do I, mate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nervous laugh. Oh,
2: it is a little bit. I I just sort of want it to happen now. Yeah. Everything's in place to happen, so I don't want to have one more night's sleep. I just, yeah. You know, I want it now. All
1: right. so, well, do yourself a favour, mate. Make sure you've got the logbook filled out.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're uh, we're on top of that, and <laughs> this could be my testimonial also that uh, yeah. there are no drugs or cash in my truck. Yep. If they pin me for that, then yeah. so be it. If I have made a mistake with the logbook, it has been very minor, and it's possibly going to be in circle the right day or something. Yeah, yeah. when it's plastered all over the national news that all those things happen we can go back to this podcast and go well I'm on record of saying that I am a legitimate person that doesn't do those types of things
1: you've always done a good thing and and I mean I've been a fan of your page and your story for quite some time and I you know look back fondly on the times we've interacted and the projects that we've worked on and as I say I regard you as a friend I respect you and I trust you and I wish you all the best tomorrow mate
2: Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it.
1: Take care of yourself, brother.
2: Cheers. Sheldon.
0: We'll be back right after this. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. I've got my old mate Barry Grimson
1: with me now. A lot of you will remember that I used to work with Barry, Brother Sleepy. Although I really didn't want to talk to him about block aid sort of stuff because he gets it day after day after day. Everyone wants to know the old war stories. There's a bit of a protest going on tomorrow on the M1 south of Brisbane there. It's not really about trucking stuff. It's about freedom of choice and it's about the corporate cram down of people saying if you don't have the vaccination, you don't work and blokes having things stuffed up their nose all the time. We all know that Barry had a bit of time pacing up and down the side of the truck, so I was just talking to Tony Fulton, the guy that's the spearhead of what's going on tomorrow and the ring leader. He doesn't think he's any Ted Stevens. I don't know, but he's got a few people around him. I just thought I'd get a hold of Barry and we'd have a bit of a chat about what was going through his brain the day before Razorback.
3: Yeah, there you go, Mike? <laughs> I'm
1: wonderful. I know that's a bit of a long-winded bloody introduction. I'm trying to sort of put some context into what we're talking about.
3: No worries, mate. Yeah, actually, I appreciate you ringing him out and giving an opinion. Yeah, now, I found. Um, Was that your book? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, well, Tony would understand that, 10 good buddy.
1: south, Southbound.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, my view is very different to Tony's. Sure, yeah. Which uh, you and I uh, have got very different views on a lot of things. And I think that's what makes the world go around. Yeah. But I think because of the way everything's gone with this thing, mm. with truck drivers and all that, there's probably about seven different subjects Tony's got in his mind. And I think Tony's speaking for not only a lot of truck drivers. Yeah. Let's get it straight. I've had both vaccines. Yep. And, you know, I was around before TB vaccine came out and we were dying like flies. And I was nine year old before they put it through the school because I'm pretty <laughs> old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I believe in them. But, you know, we're in a country that's fruit of choice. And I think it's been thrown on us. I think the federal government should have taken over in the first place to save all the confusion myself. Yeah. What goes through your mind? Very nervous. Yeah. yeah, because what you're confronting is mates, probably first up. We'll say that who do agree with you and don't agree with when you do what you do, Tony. And we had that too, and we were all nervous. And there was a couple of tough nuts amongst us, and I wasn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, nervous, mate. Nervous. You know, yeah. like like you always say, you know. I don't think the right to demonstrate should have ever gone, Yeah, you know, and that's what Tony is doing on behalf of the truck drivers. And I've got a couple of mates who are right up with Tony. You know, they've got a right to put it forward because it's been done us by stealth, if that's the word. Mm. That, like the federal government's thrown on the state, and the states have thrown it on the companies now to say, oh, you, you can't work here unless you're vaccinated. So it's yeah. been a whole chaos thing, you know, and we're little people. Tony's a little people, same as me.
1: Yeah
3: you know yeah nervous mate yeah because you know you're doing the right thing tony's probably same as i was got a family at home you know and you're doing it for them probably and he's probably spoke a lot of his mates the way well we did ours over years but he's probably spoke to his mates who are as strong as him so i can only wish tony all the best and as i said even though i've had both my vaccines, you know you've got a right to protest i suppose on behalf of the other truckers and general public you know
1: Yeah, I think his heart's in the right place. He's very, very concerned. You said to me there just before that he's more scared of the vaccination than he is of the thing itself. Yeah. But he's only a young bloke, mate, so his risk profile's a bit different to yours and mine. So uh, I suppose he feels a little bit differently about it. I think his main issue is that his freedom of choice or the freedom of choice, you know, the right to say no, my body, my choice. Yeah. That's where he's at.
3: I agree, I'll absolutely, with that. That's what it's all about for him. I agree, but... See, we've had people give medical people giving their lives to inventing vaccines. Mm. Pasteur and Lister and them who invented bloody penicillin and tetanus and all these things over the years. And like it's a hard call and I don't want to be critical of, as I was in yeah. the first place ton of Tony, you know. The whole vaccine's a hard thing. Probably COVID crept up on us so quick. Yeah. You know, you had TB where they just had hospitals and Garrawarra and just around my area, Garrawarra, Carrington. Mm-hmm. And one and up at Wentworth Falls where they just sent people to die. You know, you just nothing they could do for you. Yeah. But this one's crept up on us so quick. We're all confused. Yeah. And the politicians, I think, have made us more confused. And little people with fire in their belly like Tony, as you just said before, you and I are in a different spot. We're a bit older young people like Tony who still got the fire in their belly, well, you know, I probably feel for them, you know.
1: Yeah, well, he's decided to walk the walk, mate. He's parking a bloody big cab aerodyne on the side of the road, and it's worth a lot of money.
3: I haven't got Facebook, Yeah. but there are a lot of people, I feel, that Tony will have their back, and the same as we didn't have Facebook when we blocked Razorback, but yeah. the swell of the people who wanted something done back then is probably the same as now. There's a lot of younger people out there who are on Tony's side, even though I'm not. Yeah. But I'm just talking to uh, people's right, you know, and there's a lot of people on his yeah. side. I think you'll get a lot of sympathy. And I think you'll get a lot of more sympathy also from people who are confused. You know, they just don't know what's going on. I got done at to coming down today. Didn't have to wait. I was the second one there. So didn't have to wait a yeah. bit. All oh, the blokes up there in Queensland, what I've heard from blokes who are thinking mm. what's going on up there, I don't blame them. Do not blame them.
1: The thing of it is, though, I mean, part of the protest is, mate, you're double vaccinated, you've just said, and you've still had to go and have a test. It's just a bit hard to understand, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is, mate. It is. I'm double vaccinated. Look, I think you've got to face things the way they are. I'm double vaccinated. The only thing is you don't die unless you've got underlying problems, you know? If you know, That's the only assurance that goes with that. I mean, you're still going to get it. Yeah. And already they're talking about the booster, yeah, which we get for everything else, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So...
3: Yeah, it's a hard call. I don't want to, you know, on the eve of Tony's biggest move, is making his life deflate what's going on there.
1: Yeah, no, well, I think that he's a bit concerned about what the future holds and he happens to be a truck driver, but he also happens to be a bloke with his heart in the right place, I think. And, I mean, he's probably got a little bit different to you.
3: His biggest enemy has been a mate of mine who lives up Tony's way up near Iluka. Yeah. He sent me a couple of things on TikTok, I think it is, yeah. which I don't I thought TikTok was a dating site. I went down a bit further. I seen a couple of Russian models on that. And I thought, oh, shit, that was show me misses, actually. <laughs> but anyway, you know, there's a couple of blokes there that were threatening the general public where coming from. And I think that's Tony's biggest, yeah. not his fellow trucker. His fellow trucker, yeah. I think Tony will find, if Tony's at, at put a bit of a toe in the water and felt the uh, mood of what's going on, he'll find his fellow trucker, you talking about bulldozers and all that in your last podcast. I was halfway listening to that when I rang you.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, talking about bulldozers. Like, you get enough people there, uh, you know, against it. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of coppers that will be right up on their side, even though they've got to do their job the same as us.
1: Yeah. There'll
3: be a lot of coppers that'll be sympathetic. And I think as the numbers grow, I don't want to say hero, but, you know, I think if he feels strong enough, well, it's hard to call him out.
1: He's got one big advantage that you never had, mate. He's going to have two politicians there standing side by side with him.
3: That is exactly right, because that's where, like, we didn't have any politicians, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have anything like that. Yeah, I mean, the cat's out of the bag with Tony's one. It wasn't out of the bag. (laughs) Although The cop was waiting for us when we got up. Someone had told him. Yeah. But, yeah, that is a big thing. That is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, because they see that things are done right, so... And look, Mike, I'm just going to say this before I go. Yeah. If the stories are right, what I've heard, what's going on up there, and Qu- the people down here in Victoria, and I'm I'm down at Glen Rowan at the moment on my way in. Yeah. Down here in Victoria, always, they've been gentlemen, or gentle gentlemen and ladies. Yeah. The last time we got hassled at New South Wales, you know, I got hassled there one night at Tate, and we're all going to Brisbane. You know, like, all I was doing was doing my job. I got hassled by this bloke, and then his boss ended up coming over and saying, leave him alone. You're only here to check the permit, you know? Yeah. So I understand what they're going through, mate.
1: Yeah. I think it's the straw that broke the camel's back, that's all.
3: It is, mate. All the best, Tony. I'll get to meet you one day, maybe. Oh, yeah, you will.
1: Thanks for your time, Barry. I do appreciate all
3: it. All the best to you too, Mike. Um, look forward to seeing you again one day, mate.
1: Good. <laughs> I'll be back one day.
3: Right, I'll okay. cover all the best. See you, mate.
0: Well, that's all for now from our Southeast Queensland Truckies protest special. We'll bring you more information in our regular episode 52 out on Friday. Be sure to join us then to stay up to date with this event and what comes from it. Cheers, we'll see you Friday on the road.